So, yeah, hello, Brandon. Allegedly, I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. That's what I mean, I didn't do it. <laughs> I was going to praise you, but since you didn't do it, then uh, I'm not going to praise you. That's too bad. Um, uh, so, first question. Um, when I asked you if you want to do this podcast in English or in Chinese, you picked English. And I'm curious why. Because when I think in Chinese... You know, I stutter and I have to think much more. I mean, English is my main language, right? It goes English, Chinese, then Spanish, and then, you know, mishmashes of stuff. But really? those are like, yeah, order of fluency. All right. So a little bit about your background. Uh, your father is African-American. Correct. And your mother is Taiwanese. Yes. And you grew up in Taiwan. Yeah, for the most part. But okay, so how come English, you're much more comfortable with English than with Chinese? Because I had English schooling like my whole life. Um, my only Chinese schooling was first to second grade um, local Taiwanese school. And then I took like a year of Chinese in university. That's it. So wow. honestly, my Chinese ain't that great. I had to learn a lot as an adult after moving back or having... Uh, Chinese jobs, you know. You say after moving back, where is that back from? Uh, back from the U.S. from uh, university. Oh, so you went to university in the U.S. Yes, yes. But up until university, you lived in Taiwan. Pretty much in Taiwan, yeah. Okay, so okay. Um, I would I would like to know more about your whole family history because that's very interesting. You don't see too many, uh, black Taiwanese biracial kids in taiwan it's still very rare yeah i think yeah and your and, father and was quite ones... prominent too right <laughs> yeah he's like pretty well known um it's funny because i know all the blasian families there's not that many like at least with american american blacks and uh taiwanese couples like they're, they're all like my family friends like i we all kind of grew up yeah and um so the, the way my parents met was my Asian side of the family, they immigrated to the U.S. in the 80s. And so my Chinese grandpa, he opened up a restaurant in Washington, D.C., a Chinese restaurant. And at the time, my dad actually worked in the area. He worked in the D.C. area and he'd go in for food because he was already um, had been an exchange student in Taiwan and he majored in Chinese. So he had pretty good Chinese at the time. Wow. And my grandpa would say, oh, Oh, this black guy speaks perfect Chinese. You gotta meet him, you know. So he introduces him to my mom, and I guess they hit it off. They start dating. Oh, he's cool with that. But as soon as they said, "Oh, we want to get married," my grandpa was like, "Like you're not gonna marry a black man. You're a disgrace to the family. You're an embarrassment. Don't talk to my friends. You don't. You you just uh get out of my life." So crazy. That's why they eloped and they went to Taiwan originally. Okay, so your your grandfather, your mother's father, was in the United States. Yes, but yes. he was against black people, basically. He was against the idea of marrying a black person, but he was, okay. he was the one who introduced my parents originally, which is odd, right? Yeah, so you can have, you can date him, liked... but you cannot marry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Wow, he was like, you got to marry a Chinese guy. Uh, is your grandfather still around? No, he passed away when okay. I was in middle school. Have you ever talked to him about this? Um, no, actually, I never really got the chance. But it's funny because after uh, I think after I was born, that was when he he kind of cooled off. He was like, oh, grandson, you know, carry on the Sioux family name. 
you know, you know how strong I am. <laughs> impressive grandson. <laughs> wow. I remember he used to feed me Xiaolongbao and be like, you got to do push-ups while you eat these Xiaolongbao. You're going to get strong one day. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, but okay. Like a... Let's go back to your father. Uh, how come your father studied Chinese? I think the back like 30, 40 years ago, that must have been really special. It was honestly, right? it was fluke. So he went to uh, university in uh, Dartmouth and he was, I think he, was, he wanted to study Russian. Really? That was what he wanted to study. Yeah, what? super random. And he couldn't get into the Russian class. And he was like, uh, the teacher was, hey, you want to try Chinese? And he said, all right, I'll, I'll try my hand. And I think he didn't really like it at first. And the teacher said, hey, if you stay, I will guarantee you get at least a C. Because we we're like running out of people who want to take Chinese. I, I thought you were gonna say, "Hey, if class. you stay, you're gonna get a lot of Chinese chicks." No, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not that's not the reason. Okay, I, I don't know how the teacher would offer that, but <laughs> <laughs> she just has just harem, experience, just... you know. I know you can get a lot of Chinese chicks as we speak a little bit of Chinese. Bonnie Jongwon, how how? Where your Chinese is amazing. Date me. <laughs> so this is this is personal experience then from your side. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Sasha's teacher bribed him. You heard it first here. If if you learn Chinese, Sasha, I can get you many nice Chinese women. <laughs> so okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was fluke, and he stayed in the Chinese class and uh he he ultimately liked it and he's been learning Chinese ever since. He did an exchange program in uh Donghai Dashir. That's in Taizong, I believe. Uh -huh. Yeah, and then he came back to the U.S. and he's working, doing some translation work. And I, I honestly, I was surprised when I found out. I only found this out two years ago that he actually translated one of the first versions of the Merriam-Webster dictionary, uh, Chinese to English version. Wow! Because yeah. I've always known his Chinese is at a very high level. Like when I ask my parents for help about some translation things. I ask my dad. I don't really ask my mom because she'll be like, "Go ask your dad," because he he knows. He's like a the dude is a dictionary. Yeah, I yeah. I I've, uh, watched some of your clips on Instagram uh, where you uh, your father is is helping you act out some funny stuff or commenting on your things, and yeah, his Chinese is freaking amazing. I mean, yeah. I I know a lot of older foreigners who've lived in Taiwan for a long time, and really, I don't know many that really speak Chinese that well. It's yeah. really impressive. I mean, he he goes hard, you know. He reads the Guoruribao every day, and he like takes out like Chengyu. He doesn't know like the idioms. He doesn't know. He'll look them up and like learn them. So he he's really he really puts a lot of effort into it, and yeah. I guess it shows. So and it's also crazy his work. Yeah, yeah. What what do you mean his work? What's his work? Um, so he has to, his employees are all Chinese, right? He has to manage a kitchen of like uh, two hundred Chinese speaking, most you know people wow. so you, you have to have some level of chinese to communicate uh-huh um but he was always drawn to foreign languages so even initially wanted to study russian do you know where that comes from does it have to do with what he wanted to do in the future in his life or i'm not too sure i think i think he wanted to be a diplomat that's what he wanted to do because uh -huh. before he was slated he was working for the u.s um the u.s embassy and he was doing doing some work there. And then uh, I think they were like offering gigs in different parts of the world. You know, like you get to choose. But as a young 
as a young person, you don't get the best choice of country to go to. So the, he was saying how, oh, you know, at first they were offering like Nigeria and something else. And he said it was like 100K a year, like in the 80s, but nobody wanted to go. Like, really? Like, nah, we're good. Like all expenses paid for. They pay for your rent, everything, but Nigeria. And nobody wanted to go because it was really dangerous back then. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, especially if you're like a, a American diplomat, like some of these countries you go to, like people, not everyone's like enthused about Americans. Yeah. How old was uh, were your parents when they met? I think they were in their mi- mid 20s. And your father had never been to Taiwan at that point. I think he had for the exchange, oh. Taiwan exchange program. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when he kind of fled here from uh, his uh, from your mother's father, um, yeah. he he knew what he was getting into. Was that really a long term plan to come here, or was it just like, oh, let's go to Taiwan for now and then maybe go back later to to the U.S. Or yeah, I think that was the plan. They originally came here because they wanted to start a business. Uh, it was very funny. I was talking to them about this like two days ago, so I was making pancakes. And uh, my dad was like, did you know my original idea when I first came to Taiwan was to start a pancake restaurant? Wow. And they said the idea just flopped. Like nobody wanted pancakes back then. <laughs> so they ended up with fried chicken. They eventually did a fried chicken. Uh, so they went the, the cliche way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing black people think Sorry, about, we got two man. things on the menu. We got fried chicken and watermelon on the menu. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's what it was. Fried chicken and and uh pancakes and the pancakes sold terribly, but the fried chicken did well, so he went with that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um it, it's funny that uh your grand or your your Taiwanese grandparents live in the US and your American father comes to Taiwan. It's it's like yeah. really flipped worlds. Um Exactly. Like all my Asian side of the families in the US and like you know some of my asian uncles like my mom's brothers they're super redneck man they like really? drive big trucks like shoot guns like they're just american through and through wow so is is your immediate like your parents and you are you the only really part of your immediate family that live in taiwan i have one aunt and some of her her like children but other than that everyone else is in the us hmm yeah wow That is pretty crazy. Maybe some more distant relatives down south, but I'm not, we're not in contact with them. Yeah. So how was it growing up? Uh, I don't, I don't, did you feel like an immigrant kid or did, do you see yourself Taiwanese or American? What is your, what do you, I mean, you're, you feel like? you're third culture, man. You don't like exactly fit in here or there. Like if I spend enough time in the US, people eventually say, oh, you're not really like, black man you're like a you're like an asian guy and i'm like what you know like it's like it, it leaks out yeah over time what what, what do they Taiwan. mean by that do you have any stories you can share it'll just be things like oh like you don't play basketball at all you um you don't you don't play basketball cultural. at all i do not I that do is not. weird yeah. because okay for, you're very athletic yeah and uh you grew up in Taiwan where basketball is really popular. So how come right. you never play basketball? That's very strange. I, I mean, I did in lower school. That was really the last time I played it seriously. But um, I, I chose rugby as my sport in track and field. So those that's what I did from middle school onwards. I didn't know even know there was rugby in Taiwan. 
Yeah, they have it. Like the Aboriginals, they put they're good, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's they're, why they're your, pretty your shoulders good. are that wide because you played a lot of rugby, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, I think they're starting a thinking of doing a movie about them called a. Uh, uh, boom. <laughs> oh All right. I stole I'll... that joke. It's not original. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where did you steal it from? Uh, Chris D'Elia. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to try to set you up a few more times. You got some, some good one-liners. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you, what, what was your upbringing like? Having uh, your, your mixed parents both kind of Your father was your father really um, into Taiwanese culture when he came here, or because uh, like some people speak Chinese really well, like I speak relatively well, right? But right. my mentality is not Taiwanese at all. So what what is your father's mentality mentality like? I think he 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 does. Um, he's ingratiated himself pretty well into the Taiwanese culture, I'd say. Um, cause he, you know, he's always learning and he's always learning Chengyu and he's looking for opportunities to use them and silly jokes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he has a lot of Taiwanese friends. Like that's like, he, you know, makes, makes a point to hang out with Taiwanese friends. Like I, I feel like a lot of his friends. Yeah. It's like almost like 70% Taiwanese, which, which may, you know, is normal since there's more Taiwanese in Taiwan. I wouldn't say that's normal at all. Uh, most foreigners... right, for, for foreigners, right. They right. I think most in foreigners their, in Taiwan clicks. still have more foreign friends than Taiwanese friends, at least yeah. the ones I know. So he yeah. was super like, uh, how do you say adapt adapted? No, what would you say? Um, I'm missing the English word. It's like if you spent time. Right, that's time what I was Taiwan, trying to think of earlier. I was like ingratiated. That's how I feel like he. Yeah, he's, he, he, he's adapted well. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. So um, incorporated then, himself well into it. Yeah. So when uh, you were born, are you uh, the first child in your family or the only child? In your family? Yes, I am the first, the leader and the strongest. <laughs> I have one younger sister. <laughs> so uh, how was that like? Uh, what, what was your education like from your parents side and, and the, how did they raise you? So when I was younger, my parents made a point. Uh, my dad would always speak English to me and my mom would speak Chinese only. And so they, they've carried that up even till now. Like, it's funny. I speak to my dad in Chinese. He'll reply in English all the time. And it wasn't until like, I don't know, like five, six years ago. I was like, hey, why do you always speak English to me? But you speak Chinese to mom. And he'll be like, oh, that's probably because back in the day, we made a conscious effort to do that for you. Um, yeah. And they basically sent me to wherever my language needed help. So when I was in a preschool i was in local school actually my first language was chinese i grew up speaking chinese first my first words were go go like doggy in chinese yeah and then they're doggy, like okay, okay. Your I, is... I, i get yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, going yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey this guy this guy <laughs> so they said um okay your english needs help so then they sent me to kindergarten in the u.s and so i did like a year in virginia in kindergarten and then i came back here back to local taiwanese school why virginia Uh, that's where my Asian side of the family is. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all in Fairfax. Mm. Yeah. Then local Taiwanese school. And then after that, I went to the American school. And that's where I learned English mm -hmm. the rest of the time. I, I So far, I seem to have a, a, a thread 
a, a common theme in my podcast without really yeah. aiming for it. Um, a lot of my guests were bullied as kids because they were different from the other kids. So yes, I'm very curious. You probably must have some uh, some experience like that, right? As a maybe. I mean. <laughs> Will you take a look at this guy? You think you think I was you think I was bullied? You think? You think? Not, not actually, yeah, I, was. I mean, that's that's why I work out hard and do jujitsu and all that stuff because I was bullied when I was younger. So, uh, you, you were born in Taiwan. The first few years of your life, you spent in Taiwan. But then they, mm -hmm. uh, their parents were like, "Okay, his English is probably not really that good yet. So let's send him to the to kindergarten in the U.S." Yeah. Um, did you go? Did your parents go with you? Were you alone? How, how did you? My mom went with me. I yeah, my mom went with me. My dad stayed. So how was that going to kindergarten in the U.S. after having grown up in Taiwan? It was I had spending some years in Taiwan. It was fine. I just it's way more diverse there. Like I wasn't bullied or anything. Um, yeah, I remember it being a good time. It was it was coming back to local Taiwanese school that was rough, and even my preschool was rough. That was when I probably got bullied the most. Like I got beat up. And then the thing was, if I told the teacher, I'm like, hey, teacher, like they hit me. The, the teachers would be like, okay, you guys were fighting. We're going to beat all of you. So I would get two beatings. <laughs> <laughs> so Taiwan, in Taiwan, kindergarten teachers beat kids. Oh, yo, back in the day, they beat the shit out of us. Like, what? Was, that we is got whooped crazy. for everything. And the, the, the parents encouraged it. They're like, hey, if my son's not behaving, whoop his ass. Damn. Like, good, good. Like, capital punishment was big back then. Capital remember, punishment. Um, the, two, the two things that I don't like till this day are dried mushrooms and sigua. Uh, That's like, what is that? Like, uh, some kind of squash. Yeah, some kind of squash. It's a yeah. particular squash. It's very yeah. slimy. But those two things we had to eat all the time in that preschool. We had it like maybe dried mushrooms, or something. dried mushroom, fried rice. That's what they make all the time. Why? Why dried it, mushroom? That sounds kind of like that, a magic it's mushroom. That, <laughs> it's that dried mushroom that they rehydrate and they cook with. Ah, uh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it has yeah. like a strong flavor. Right. Yeah. And right. so if we didn't finish our food, they would beat us. <laughs> but we would still have to finish our food after that they is... beat us. So I hated that. Crazy. Just tastes like childhood misery and abuse. And your parents were okay with that? Or yeah, they know yeah. About they're it? like, oh, beat his ass. Yeah. They're like, Damn. Encouraged it. Did but that your... was everyone's mentality back then. Did your parents beat you as a kid? Oh, yeah. My dad did. Yeah. With the belt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah with the belt that he folded in half. Uh, oh, my some, like, God. I still have some memories of like, running around the coffee table trying to avoid my dad he's like chasing me <laughs> it's just rugby practice i'm gonna come here son i'm not gonna hurt you <laughs> just come here real quick i just want to talk real quick okay <laughs> <laughs> crazy okay so um you were bullied in preschool uh yeah what do you remember what they called you was your chinese really good back then or yeah yeah it was it was good it was nate i was native pretty much yeah. back then um i still remember it was like this this trio there was this really tall girl because you know girls grow real big yeah. early on it was a real tall girl a real tall boy and then this really short small boy and they'd always bully me 
They'd always beat me up. They'd play. They'd be like, okay, let's play like Power Rangers or whatever. And I'd always be the bad guy. And then they'd beat me up. And then the rules would always be, you can't, you can't kick. We can kick and do everything, but you're limited to not kicking. And they just kick. Were you were you aware? But because you were kind of kind of playmates, right? Kind of, but like, yeah, it was. Were you aware what they were doing? Yeah, I didn't like it. Hmm. But it's like when you're at that age, I don't you don't really know that you can. I mean, I do remember if I tried to say no, they would just, you know, it would just, the game would go on whether or not you wanted to participate. Right. <laughs> you're just you're the villain. Like they're going to. Yeah. Did that continue in elementary school? In Taiwanese school? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was um, it would be always kids from other classes because you know you have your homeroom class yeah and so all the kids in my homeroom class i was cool with but it seemed like the kids outside of that class they didn't know me they'd bully me really and do you didn't have any friends who would protect you or speak up for you yeah they try to step up but they would just get bullied too you know because it would would always be like multiple a a ton of kids versus few Mm. so never yeah and i still remember this one day my dad comes to pick me up after a uh, basketball practice. And I said, Hey dad, those are the kids who kept calling me nigger and like the bad words, you know? And he goes, Oh, okay. Uh, he didn't do anything. And I, huh. I was so mad at him back then. I was like, man, like this guy can't even protect me. Like what, what do I do? Like your, your parent figure doesn't have your back. Right. So what do you do? Like if, if my kid came to, and said that to me, I'd go over and I'd be like, Hey, you ever do that again? I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. you know, like yeah, it does, yeah. you don't even have to hit them or anything, but it's right, just that like right. you gotta like show some backing. Like, well, there was, was no that an support. American school, an uh, elementary school, or no, 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 it was a local Taiwanese local school? Taiwanese school. Long, wow. Long An Guo Xiao, actually. So, uh, they would call you the Chinese word like cakeway <laughs> or what would they call it? I don't understand what, um. Just a lot of stupid names. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, your skin's made of shit. Really? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. Holy kind of stuff. fuck! That is crazy. That is weird. I remember when I was in in kindergarten. Um, there was mm-hmm. like in in my local in my small city in Germany, we didn't have many, um, immigrant kids where I was at least. Right. And there was one black kid and. I fucking I, I was so excited to have him there. I, like he wasn't in my <laughs> he wasn't in my group, but yeah. um, I think he wasn't there for very long. But with the first day I saw him, I was like so excited. I was like because that was the first time I ever saw a black person in my life. Yes, and yeah. I was just his hair is so different. And I was like three or four. I was like four years old, maybe not older than five. And I, I was touching <laughs> his hair. And I'm like your hair is so cool and i wanted to talk to him wanted to be friends with him i would yeah. never think that i want to bully him because he looks different i was just super excited that i saw somebody who looks so diff so different so it's it's yeah. weird to me that people get like, yeah they, they immediately want to go bully somebody who's, who looks so different i'd be like i'd just, just be curious that's just me so i don't know where that comes from that these kids have these tendencies to do that because I mean, it, it's it's definitely passed down trauma like uh you know, the problematic kids is always because their parents treat them a certain way. Their parents talk down to them. I right. mean, that's pretty big in Taiwanese culture. Your parents, no matter what you do, they're going to talk shit about you. They're right. going to put you down. That's just the way they relate. You know, like I see my grandma, the first thing she says is, oh, you've gotten fat or you've gotten thin. 
And it's like comments like this, you know, or, yeah. or are you you've been making money or, or are you fucking around? Are you you getting married or are you, you still a piece of shit? You, you know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I'm really lucky that my family never really did that at all. They were very encouraging, I would say. I mean, they didn't right. really. I think on the one hand, uh, what I like about Taiwanese parents, generally speaking, of course, there are always exceptions, but that they make their kids do some things like learn instruments. I think my parents were too um, just letting me do my own thing, whatever. Right, they, right, they didn't right. have any guidance for me. They didn't tell me, hey, you should learn an instrument or something. Now in my 30s, I'm like, I wish I could have studied some more music when I was younger, like a lot of Asian right, kids do. Right. Um, but on the other hand, I'm, I'm really glad that my parents were very warm and positive and didn't like discourage me if, from doing anything. And so your, your father's... Um, basically the way he raised you was a little bit more Taiwanese than the, the typical American father or? Um, I mean, I don't really know what a Taiwanese, fa a stereotypical Taiwanese father would be like. Yeah. But my, my dad's emphasis was always on health and, and sports. You know, he wanted me to, to be healthy. I remember when, uh, when I was in kindergarten, I was the worst at sports in my grade. Really? I was super uncoordinated, had no stamina. Just I, I, I chalk it down to needing more milk, man. I didn't drink mother's <laughs> milk growing up. I didn't have that edge, bro. I didn't have yeah. the milk. Yeah. So I was horrible. I, we were running track. I was last place. And I think my dad was like, what is going on? Because, you know, this guy was a guy who was about to go to the Olympics for track and field. So he's like, well, there's something wrong with this kid. So he got me a personal trainer. And I remember we, you know, do jump ropes the trainer would have me do jump ropes and push-ups and in return i'd get like little little toys and stuff to motivate you me. did you had a personal trainer in kindergarten yeah yeah <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> the craziest thing i've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> your father is an olympic athlete caliber olympic caliber, caliber. so got he's to like go. yeah. damn my son is a wuss i gotta get him a personal yeah. trainer <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, bringing yeah. shame on our family yeah damn. honestly ever since after that i got i was way better you know i became athletic so wow so it's not uh black jeans you know like a lot of people oh no, not necessarily yeah so a lot of it's nature you know like for example when i was younger whenever i wanted to play tag I would have to run laps around the track. I'd have to run four laps around the track, run a mile before I could play tag, which is a physical activity in and of itself. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so your father was a pretty strict, kind of like a military kind of uh, guy, right? I wouldn't say he was mil He wasn't super strict, but it was, he definitely had that edge to him. Yeah. You know, if I ever acted up or I was being crazy at home, like, Wah! he'd be like all right we're going out you're gonna run some laps <laughs> yeah just just like drain the end the battery on uh on the kid how involved was your mom in your whole education was she more like oh yeah you you, you do your thing dad um or husband and she or was more about oh <clears throat> you you gotta do well in school they never demanded that i get straight a's but they always wanted me to put in the effort you know yeah. my mom was always by my side i remember when i was in when i first transferred to taiwanese school from the u.s in like first grade uh my chinese was so bad that my mom would have to come in and help translate the test while i took the test otherwise wow. I couldn't do it. 
Yeah. So but at least so they allowed geez. that. That is that is pretty cool. I, right? It's super random. I was <laughs> like, what kind of test was I doing at first and second grade? And she's secretly so giving you all the answers. Uh, son, by the way, here's, it's B. It's C. <laughs> My son is the best. <laughs> He's so smart. Uh, so your mom's English is pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. She went to, I mean, she moved to the U.S. when she was in middle school. When eighth oh, grade. yeah. Okay. So she's decent English. Um. Do you feel like uh, your mom's mentality is pretty American? It is definitely more Americanized, like in terms of, you know, she doesn't have the academic pressure. I still had to play those instruments when I was little. <laughs> I played the, the, the piano and violin wow. and stuff like that. But they didn't, I don't think they were as strict about that. Yeah, she wasn't you know, a tiger like When mom. I was older, I was able to go party go clubbing and stuff and you know some Taiwanese parents would never allow you to set foot in the club but yeah. they were relatively okay with all that uh when did you have your first girlfriend my first girlfriend yeah when i was 17 yeah how was that high school i, I, have, I have two questions first of all how did your <laughs> how did your parents react and also did you find it hard to to date girls being half black maybe not being so accepted by a and is people. your penis more black or asian <laughs> and how <laughs> and how big is yeah how big is it yeah. well it's normal for me you know whatever size it is it's normal to, to it's, me it's 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 normal, normal for me it's pretty normal <laughs> that's why that's my favorite thing Torden always says uh, it's normal for me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah for everybody who's it, listening we have a friend Torden who's very well endowed and He's, he's, like got a, no he's got a hog. He's got a hog. <laughs> the guy comes next to me while I'm in the bathroom. Right. He looks over me, over the urinal at me. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to look at you. You look at me, I look at you. And I was like, oh, my God. Big, big mistake. Jesus. <laughs> big mistake. That guy, oh, my God. That guy probably starts pissing, like, you know, 10 minutes before he gets in the restroom. Like the, the, the time to travel through the urethra is just absurd. You know, just... <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah we all know I'm sorry what, what was your question no, the thing is with Torrance we all talked about it on TV shows before like it's, time, it's like right? the whole country knows that this guy has a big dick and I can only imagine how many girls privately come to him like I have to see this I have to see this yeah 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 Yeah. anyway so no my, the question was what was my question uh, oh yeah how what uh the your dating life when you started dating in in, in high school How was that for you? One on the one hand with the girls and also with your parents. Um, my parents were always very supportive. I mean, they they just wanted someone that I liked and treated me well. And my first girlfriend, she was really cool. She's actually like my next door neighbor. She lived one building over from me, so it was pretty cool. We'd meet up in the in the B one parking lot and, and talk mm, and, and talk. Okay, romanticize and yeah. <laughs> So your parents were like, uh, no, you shouldn't have any girlfriend. I should focus on school or stuff like that. So it's funny because my mom would always say that. She'd say, you don't need a girlfriend. You need to focus on school. You go to college. You don't need a girlfriend. Focus on school. But when I do get a girlfriend, she loves it. You know, she pampers oh. them and she just, yeah. That's I mean, good. my mom's a sweetheart. She's, yeah. she's a sweetie pie. So, yeah. And um, then I don't know what it's like to go to American school in Taiwan because The only kids that I had contact with were students that had taught maybe English or German. They all went to normal uh -huh. local Taiwanese schools. 
Right. Um, can you can you uh, describe a little bit? Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Taiwanese schools, like local kind of schools, but uh, what's American school in in Taiwan like? So I would say it was it was very international prior to when I was in high school. Like when I was in middle school, lower school, it was almost 50-50 foreigners and ABC, like American-born Chinese, Taiwan slash Taiwanese. Hmm. Um, then I think China opened up, business was booming, and all the foreigners left. And it became like maybe 5% to 10% foreigners wow. and mostly Taiwanese. And I feel like that changed the culture a lot as a whole. You know, it became much more... Um, You know, everyone's just super rich kids and, and, mm. and you know, the, the whole internet, rich international school vibe thing. It's pretty snobby. Much more prominent. Yes. More huh. snobby. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, um, our schools were very focused on academics. Like even among all the international schools in, uh, in Asia, like the school I went to, Taipei American School, was considered the geekiest. We were the most academic like we didn't have love lives you know like we, yeah. we didn't party and hook up and stuff like if someone made out with someone you would know within a week and everyone would know and it was just oh just such gossip but hmm. meanwhile all the other international schools they're having sex already and doing the you know how many international schools are there in taiwan because i only know taipei american school Oh, there's a lot in Taiwan. I mean, there's, okay, Taipei American School, Taipei European School. Those are the two biggest ones. And then there's like a bunch like Kangqiao and uh, Kaohsiung American School. And do there's you a bunch know, of other ones. Do you know kids from the other schools? Do you hang out at yeah, all? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I knew. Yeah. So you it, meet them out clubbing and whatnot. So basically the people transfer in. The international <laughs> school kids are kind of like a exclusive club that all know each other do they have a lot of events or how, how come you hang out with kids no from the other um just because i think if you go clubbing and whatnot or or we socialize and stuff because everyone speaks english right so right you're already in that crowd like you're not only speaking chinese so you're gonna be it's just like a different section yeah if you ever have kids would you like them to go to an american school as well Hmm. I think it's great, honestly, for, for education. I mean, we had AP and IB program both in American school. It was, it was awesome. There were, there were a ton of classes to choose from. The resources were amazing. But at the same time, I feel like it's important to get <clears throat> some schooling from other schools, like local Taiwanese school. I think local Taiwanese school, it would be great for kids to go when they're in lower school and middle school because Those kids learn a lot then, man. I remember when I was in Taiwanese school, like first, second grade, we're already learning Jojo Tsunfapia. We're already learning multiplication, you know, but mm. Americans in American school in America, you don't learn that till maybe fifth, sixth grade, you know? Really? Behind. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. learned that in third grade in Germany. Okay. Wow. That's okay. why Americans suck at math, man. Damn, horrible. <laughs> yeah, fifth grade, that's way too late. We We yeah. have like... I don't know. I think we start algebra or something in, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. What am I talking? My math sucks. Uh, I'm bad. <laughs> 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 um, okay. So then uh, you went to college in the United States. How, how's that transition uh, graduating from, uh, from a Taiwanese school? Did you have a, to take an SAT in Taiwan or how does, how does yeah, it work? You take an SAT. Uh-huh. And um, then honestly the transition to, to school over there I think is pretty easy because I already was going to an American school. So 
you know, all the cultural references. Um, we speak English. Um, yeah, it's not too hard of a transition. I think the, the biggest transition is making new friends because the, the TAS slash international school um, cir circle is pretty small and everyone tends to stick together. You know, a lot of kids who go abroad from TAS, they end up hanging out still with people from those circles, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where did so you go I to college? Claremont McKenna. So that's uh, liberal arts college east of LA. Okay. So that was yeah. really your first time living in, in California or, or LA. Yeah. Long-term anyways. I'd, I'd go in the summers sometimes in uh -huh. the past, but yeah. How was that term. like for you? It was, I'd say one of the biggest things that, that was a, a culture shock was just how there's a lot more people who aren't kind. There's not, there's a lot more not good people. Like in Taiwan, it's a bubble. Like everyone's really nice. Like even the mean people here or the, even the, the bullies people, even the bullies, they're not that bad. Like in America, you meet some people who, you know, they're, they're bad. They're bad. There's some crazy people. There's some people who just want to use you that there's a lot more of that. You know, you're very shielded in Taiwan. And yeah. I think in America, I had to learn pretty quickly. Like, hey, these guys aren't your friends. They're only hitting you up because they want to have your um, they want you to pay for food or, 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 or for drinks or for something else or this or that. Yeah. Yeah. And then after you grad, what did you study there? I studied international relations with a, a leadership sequence. So that would set me up to come out and be a diplomat. Wow. So like studying econ, government classes and uh, a language, which was Chinese for me. So you're kind of walking in your father's shoes that he didn't really pursue. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I honestly just wanted a general degree to get it over with and do whatever I wanted. You know, I, I never... I felt like college was always something that my parents were like, you got to do. And I never was fully like, yeah, I really want to go to college, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, I didn't want to go to college. I just thought I always believed it was necessary because that's what everybody else did. That's what everyone could. says. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, I never had any uh, goals or dreams as a kid of what I want to do later. I never thought I want to be a policeman or I want to be a fireman. I want to be a, a teacher or a doctor or anything. I only thought about, I want to play basketball and I play, um, <laughs> play video games. Okay, like okay. I never, right, when I went right. to college, it's like, Oh, I have to do something because I came to Taiwan. I first learned Chinese for two years. And after two years at the language center, I was like, all right, I cannot do that forever. You have to do something right. else at some point. But without a degree, you can't really do much, especially not, uh, as a foreigner. You really need a degree. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to study if I want to stay here. Right, if I go back right. to Germany, I'll also have to probably st study something or learn a job. So what what a degree? Did, what what major did you take? Like just major? In I, I studied or? business, business administration. Okay, business. Yeah, okay. but it's not because I was into business. It's just okay. I speak three languages. It's a general degree, right? Yeah, and then you probably have a lot of options. You're not very limited if you have that kind of degree. But exactly, I didn't study very hard. I didn't. It wasn't fun for me, and I never wanted to be an employee anyway. I really hated working traditional jobs. Um, right. So I don't know. It was just like I was always dreading adult life because I was always a kid that just wanted to play and not be part of the grown up world. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. grown up world to me is kind of fucked up. Everybody's just pretending and everybody's miserable doing their things 24 uh, 7, whatever they do. And mm -hmm. I, I never wanted to do that. And then I had, I had a part time job working at H&M, for example, and 
Yeah. I, I hated it. Oh, I hated it so much. And I was like, how <laughs> can people, I just was like a clerk, you know, I, I okay. Yeah. So pretty normal stuff. And it was just part-time. It wasn't even full-time, but even part-time, maybe working 20 hours a week or so I'd be like, Oh, I hate this so much. How can people do this full time and for years? And I, and office jobs wouldn't have been much better. I had an office job later on after grad school and I just dreaded it so much. So my question to you is, uh, what was your dream or your goal when you were younger? Because you said you cut just, you needed a degree because everybody told you, but that's not what you wanted to do. So what is it right. that you wanted to do? So I didn't figure that out until the, the year before I was going to graduate, like in, during the summer. I was like, okay, what do I want to do? Like, what do I love doing more than anything? I, I like making people laugh. I love acting. Those are my two passions. So I said, okay, if, if I can get a acting job this summer, then that means that maybe I have some future in this because it's one thing to think you're good at acting. It's another thing to get people to pay you for it. Right. right. So I was like, okay, um, let me try to do this. So I, I actually landed a TV show that summer, mm. terrible show. Um, and then I, in the like, US. Okay, I guess I'll do this in Taiwan, in Taiwan. But uh, hold on. you, you said you found out in, in college, right? Before you graduated. Oh, I was, I was back home for the summer. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Back home in Taiwan for the summer. Yeah. Um. So, what was that TV show? Is that a, like a uh, like a soap opera or? <laughs> yeah, it was like a soap, and uh, it was never released in Taiwan. It was for a cable channel in in uh, in China, I believe, like a subscription only. But it was wow. it was terrible, man. I I actually it was way less than what I thought it was. It was one scene, it was mm -hmm. one scene. But it yeah. doesn't matter because that that was like the dream you know that i can get paid for it then okay i'm gonna go for it hmm. so yeah i've been doing that ever since did you have an agent i did not i did not how did I, you get uh, the job that was through a friend a referral mm -hmm. yeah and they needed a role a character that is mixed or what was the yeah part? they just wanted to i i pulled in one of my best friends at the time uh we're both mixed and he's they just wanted a scene where there's two really extremely handsome guys at the bar <laughs> who chat up like the protagonist girl and then the girl's like hey and then i'm like oh and they're like oh you like someone okay so the scene at the bar is like <laughs> A, a, a girl Sweet doesn't please. think you can speak Chinese, and then she's really surprised to speak Chinese. It's like the very yes, cliche yes. kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and not what's very. What's sick is they, they had a line in there. They're like, "Oh, some goa ihei or huang san bai or some something like that." And I was like, "What?" Like, All right, okay. Yeah. So they they even had a racist line for any just in they're, case they're any like, any yeah. listener doesn't speak uh, Chinese. So they they had some racist line, and they're making fun of people's skin color. And yeah, uh, relating us to dogs, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Th that is crazy. Um, what was that experience like in hindsight? Like after the fact, did you still think, "Oh, I want to be an actor"? This is awesome, or did you were you completely disenchanted with the whole thing? That didn't sway me. I mean, it definitely wasn't. I was so happy to just even have a thing that you know, just cool. I was so happy to be on set, yeah. even if the set had. 20 dudes in suits 
hanging around the sidelines at all times, chewing beetle nut and smoking cigs because they're gangsters. It was a gangster run film. (laughs) But I was just happy to be there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say it was a it was overall a positive experience. And then when you graduated from a university, uh, you came back to Taiwan to pursue acting. Yeah. Yeah. How did your family react to that? They were they were like, okay, like you can do that. But I I had another job. I was doing translation work for this dental company. So it wasn't like I was just not doing anything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they were like, okay, like we can support you for a bit while you try to do this. And yeah, they weren't like enthused. But I think after they started seeing me get some success and they're like, okay, like this guy actually has some talent in the matter. Then they were very supportive. Mm. Where do you think that comes from? Your desire to be, to yeah, yeah, the talent and the desire, <laughs> the, desire the desire to be an actor or to, to make people laugh. Well, this is very dark, but it's from when I was being bullied, actually, when I was younger. Because, okay, first of all, my, my dad's always been a really funny guy, so I, I get it from him. And uh, that was one of the methods that I would use to keep the bullies off of me. Because if I, if I could keep them laughing, then they wouldn't be beating me up, you know? Mm. So it was always like a, we were a little dog and pony show, you know? I'm like trying to do bits and all this stuff and <laughs> keep them laughing. Huh. And uh, so, so, I mean early on in life i was definitely a people pleaser like to the max because i think that came from being bullied and stuff and my parents were always like you got to be polite and nice to people that's like the number one thing they drilled into me and i think to the point where i almost was saw myself as you know beneath other people like i had to please other people and that was Mm -hmm. my prerogative in anything i did and it wasn't till i remember in sixth grade there was a day because i remember people would say they 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 see me and they'd be like, hey, Brandon, make me laugh. Really? Some make me laugh. Yeah, it was so what? disrespectful. But it was one day in chemistry class in sixth grade. These girls were like, hey, Brandon, make me laugh. I said, no, I'm not feeling good today. I'm like grumpy for whatever reason. And they go, make me laugh. <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm not your clown. And then from then on, I was like, I'm nobody's clown. I want to make me laugh for me, you know, right, and then right, it, it right. changed the whole dynamic where I, I do stuff out of, you know, self-enjoyment rather than trying to please other people. Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty similar in that way. Uh, I remember since first grade in, in school, I, a people pleasure. No, not not at all. People no, I know I pleasure oh. people nowadays, but uh, no, Um I, I, for me, it wasn't really pleasing people. It, it was getting a laugh was like a huge feeling uh, of success. And I was really good at it. Uh, I, I remember even in first grade, when the teacher would say something or another student would, would say something, I would just chime in with like a one liner or some, some funny remark. And um, yeah, I was always good at, at doing that. So even in high school, when I wasn't popular at all, and I uh, was kind of, I wasn't part of the whole cool group of students i was only so only myself and my twin brother basically we stuck to ourselves but i was still even though i wasn't popular i was still able to make a lot of people laugh in school and but in 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 germany it's not really encouraged like um i feel like in the u.s if you're funny oh yeah that's kind of a good thing right but in germany um people laugh about it but then they don't say hey you should do something with that talent or you should nurture it or something right, it's just like right. germans are just so square 
Yes. That's why I never thought of becoming an entertainer or an actor or something like that, because it's just nobody in my environment uh, did that. Was doing that at all, right? Yeah. To me, it's like yeah. you see people on TV in Germany, you don't even realize that they're actual people. Right, Because right. nobody in my circle has any uh, connections to that industry. Mm-hmm. And I guess... Uh, it maybe... seems like they just popped out that way. Exactly, right. They're just yeah. kind of... Um, they're built by like a factory and then uh-huh. what did they do did they ever go to school no i mean like we don't even think about that because in germany you think about you go to school then you find a job and you don't really think about performing arts much at least in where i'm from mm-hmm. so um i didn't uh find my passion until I was 27 i just by chance Dang, I, yeah 27 i was in grad school and i was in grad school because i i wanted to in taiwan in taiwan yeah because i found out that after I graduated from university in Taiwan, I I wanted to stay here because I had a girlfriend at that time. Yeah. But the law was that you needed a graduate degree as a foreigner to work in Taiwan. Right. Yeah. So they're very unfriendly to foreign workers, basically. And uh, mm-hmm. so either you needed that or two years of work experience in your field. But because I just graduated from university in Taiwan, there's no way. So yeah. that's yeah. the stupid thing, the stupid uh, policy in Taiwan that they in, they invite foreigners to study here but then it discouraged them from finding work here, which is really stupid. I mean, why would you, why would I study in Taiwan if I cannot then work in Taiwan? Because the degree is not worth much in Germany, right? Right. But I, I didn't know that. Uh, I hadn't known that before I got into university. So then I graduated from university and um, realized, oh shit, I have to go to grad school. And even though I didn't want to, I mean, I didn't like studying right. in university. And I didn't like office jobs, but that would have been my future in Taiwan. So just by uh-huh. like a, by chance, uh, I met a, an agent at a gym and he said, yeah. hey, we need a foreigner for a music video. I'm like, okay, I'll try yeah. that. I never, I was where, never... where in the gym did you meet him? In the showers or? Uh, yeah, and yeah, no, I, I dropped some soap <laughs> and uh, he liked my butt and no. Um, no, he, I don't know. He, I, I got out and changed my clothes and then he's like, hey, Uh, you're very handsome and uh, can I uh, we need a, a, some foreigners for for, uh, for a music video and it was like Wang Lihong so my Dang. first yeah my first professional work was Wang Lihong's music video yeah do you remember how much they paid you very little very very little like what's very little because you know how back in the day they just had bigger budgets for everything right because no it was, it was like I now. think three to five K or something like that that's that's like Yeah. yeah but i mean it was like we, it was a night shoot uh we we started at 5 p.m and went until like 5 a.m in the morning in taoyuan where they you know oh in taoyuan where they have this uh um the this is the 3d studio like with green screens and everything that whole that large thing i don't know if you've ever worked in that that building no, no, no. it's no. one of the biggest uh visual effects um Showing, oh, okay. How do you say showing? Like a filming studio because they, studio, yeah. they, the whole wall is like super high. They have a lot of lights up top and you can do a lot of visual effects in there because it's all mm-hmm. green screen if, if, if you want. So they filmed right. the music video in there and uh, it was really high production quality. And I was like amazed that you could do, because like I said, in growing up in Germany, that wasn't my radar at all. I just thought mm-hmm. grownups work in offices or exactly cleaning exactly. floors or something i didn't think they could could have fun for for a living so the, the <laughs> yeah, music yeah. video was like wow this is not work this is just playing around this is just having fun and yes yeah this is something i would do for free 
with my mm-hmm. friends if I could. And right. um, yeah, so then that's when I realized, oh, if there is this opportunity for me in the future, then I'd like to do that instead of having to sit in an office at a computer all day. Yeah. And um, then I got the chance to be on TV shows and uh, talk about my life for a living. And I was like, yeah. this is kind of what I did in school as a kid, because in school, uh, I guess Taiwanese schools, the teacher talks most of the time and the students just listen. Yeah. But in German yeah. school, uh, students are more involved. And I would always want to get involved. I always wanted to share my thoughts on things and discuss topics and or maybe chime in with a joke. And that's what, basically what Taiwanese TV shows are like or uh, Taiwanese talk shows. So I was like, this right. is really, this comes pretty natural to me. The only problem was that I was extremely camera shy. So if there were no what? cameras rolling, yeah, 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 I was extremely camera shy. I, I don't know if it's Taiwan. Um, I got a lot more um, shy or um, not not confident about myself. Correct. Um, maybe it's because in university, there were a few moments where I wanted to make a joke or, or be funny and people just didn't react positively. I don't know if it's a cultural difference, but I felt like in Germany, I'm known as the funny guy. But in Taiwan, I wasn't. And that really bothered me because people like... <laughs> yeah. And because they say, oh, this German guy, he looks very serious and maybe we don't get his, like when I make a joke, I might have a very serious face. It's just sarcasm and people just don't get it. Sarcasm is not a thing here, man. It's no, exactly. A, so yeah. sometimes I would just not land in the laughs and that would make me feel like, oh, I, I, right, I, right. I, I don't feel funny here anymore. And then I get more self-conscious uh-huh. and whatever. But so I had to really work hard to overcome that. Yeah. And hey, so... Okay. Going on the the TV show stuff, have you always told the truth every time you were on the TV show? No, of course not. (laughs) I mean, the the first few shows I was on, Uh I didn't even know that you're supposed to play a role. The very first few times, uh, like the first three or four times I was on TV, it wasn't really with an agency that got me there it was just like a friend say hey they need a foreigner for for tv shows and uh, at that time i never really understood what Taiwanese tv shows were like i just thought they interviewed people that talk about life kind of like their talk shows in germany where people just are actually themselves right like people from the street right and that i thought that's what Taiwanese tv shows were like so i went on the tv show just talked about my life really frankly Mm -hmm. and even said some stuff that i in hindsight, I'm really surprised I could get away with that. Talked about maybe um, like ha- pleasing a girl with your hand or like, you know, like shit like that. Right. You know? And yeah. nowadays they would never let me talk about this, uh, at least on the TV show that we used to be on. And in the beginning, they they didn't want to package you as a certain kind of um, role model or something box yeah 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 because um later on they they realized oh these foreigners are becoming popular on Mm -hmm. tv let's package them let's uh, improve their image let's have them play a certain character but the very first uh few episodes they didn't do that to us they just let us talk about whatever we wanted and then later on they tried to cram us in a certain corner and that's when i get less and less confident about myself because i was like okay they don't like me they restrict me so much and then it became more and more natural to me and then also 
they don't like my stories anymore. They want me to talk about this and this. And this. so I just had to make shit up. I just had to, <laughs> because every week But, they want to talk uh, you to talk yes. about a different story. And then after Very a couple of weeks, things that like, how could you have had that experience? Right. Yeah. And the, in the very beginning, they didn't really do it like that. They just asked me, uh, can you talk about certain stories? And then whatever I said, they just was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Check, check, check. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right. right. And then they got so picky about everything that was like, okay, I just, I have to make stuff up because they don't accept my real stories. And even if my real stories were really entertaining, they were not proper for TV because a lot of them are sexual right. or um, just... Yeah, that their the humor just didn't work that well for Tony's television. And I own an, uh, was yeah. Go ahead. What was your character like? Who was the the character that they wanted you to be? Um, I I think initially they didn't really have an idea. They tried to make mm -hmm. me the uh, gentle, uh, handsome foreigner, like. You know, Fabio, Fabio has this uh, character that's really romantic, is good with women or is really like a gentleman <laughs> and can cook and stuff like that. And I think they were hoping that I could play that kind of character. A similar role. A similar role. But I tried way too hard to be funny in the show. Yeah. And then they, they, I kept disappointing them that I would just say offensive stuff after offensive stuff. I would make fun of... <laughs> of a woman's shoes uh, say she looks like a prostitute or something and they <laughs> they got they got so offended and we're like Zasha people are gonna hate you because of how you talk that's not good I'm like but it's funny I mean they're like no it's not yeah. funny I'm like you guys have no sense of humor <laughs> and um because When I make that joke in private people would laugh so I know it's funny right right but right. on TV they're all like <clears throat> yeah they're like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then they would cut it out and i would check each episode when it's uh on tv and i would be like hey where did my joke go they cut it out yeah. but i remember people laughing in the studio when i make that joke so i was disappointed that they really didn't accept me for who i am and then they're like no please can you just be handsome and be nice and i'm like That's really boring, though. I don't want to see that. I don't want right, to. Right. When I watch a TV show, I want to be entertained. I'm not entertained by a guy right. just being handsome. That's just stupid. And I wasn't even that handsome. Yeah. You know, um, I people always say you're so handsome. You're so handsome. Like I, I kind of try to make myself look more handsome, but I'm not naturally a super handsome person. It's like you I, don't, you don't. I think, I think more importantly is you don't identify as being a super handsome person. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because I mean, I didn't get any girls in Germany. I was right. never the popular guy even though I made people laugh. That's, that's yeah. the thing. I wasn't the popular guy in school. I was the guy who was able to make people laugh. And right. in Taiwan, I'm suddenly supposed to play a role where I'm the handsome guy that uh, says uh, nice things, but I've, I've never been that person. I've only been a no. very frank, direct person who, who can get to the crux of the matter in a way that makes... like when, when somebody says something that everybody's thinking, but everybody's afraid to say, that makes people laugh. And I'm that person. So I wanted to play that character on TV because, especially because I felt like that was missing on TV in Taiwan. Yeah, usually yeah, people sure. just cater to the audience here, but I don't. I don't cater to the audience. I say what everybody thinks, but is afraid to say, and then that makes people yeah. laugh. That's what comedians do. I really like stand-up right, comedy, exactly. right? So you point um, out, yeah. So that that was really frustrating for me. So that's another reason why I want to do this podcast. I want to 
be have some chances to um, be frank yeah yeah just be frank and you know i can still joke sometimes when the opportunity presents itself but i want to ask you so because you also have a very um i guess your humor is a little bit more acceptable in taiwan because you use a lot of similar maybe similar to jim carrey you play characters um where you make like um physical jokes or you have like funny funny gestures and it's not really so sarcastic i would say even though you all you also do that but do you feel like your your humor is really uh well uh, accepted or welcome in taiwan so it's interesting because when i first started in this industry i first started uh, doing my own skits i made skits that i liked It was like yeah. my kind of humor, which is a very sexual and over the top and yeah. extreme, like me, me, like being an Australian cat hunter out in the jungle and I'm tasting the water. I'm like, tastes like gonorrhea, you know, like that <laughs> kind of stuff. I think that's funny, but yeah. Taiwanese people do not think that's funny. So at a certain point I had to think about it. I had to say like, am I going to make stuff for a Taiwanese audience? Because I am based in Taiwan. Yeah. All the algorithm, they're not going to show the videos to people overseas. It's going to be seen in Taiwan first right. before it can go international. So am I going to make stuff that just I think is funny or that other people will think is funny? And so I opted for the, the latter. And I eventually started, you know, finding out what Taiwanese people think is funny. And like, there's definitely overlap. And that's where I, I, I thrive right now. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing these clips? Three years now. Okay. Three years, yeah. Um. Do you have an agency now or do you work on your... I, I collaborate with a bunch okay. of agencies and agents and whatnot. Because I feel oh, like... You know you... what? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I want to take the opportunity to shit on this agent. This is one agent. My gosh, he's a terrible guy. He's, he's a piece of shit. This guy, he always has only shady jobs. I don't know mm. if you've ever met this guy. He's like a... He's like a like an uncle type. like Maybe in his 40s and 50s. And he's like talks very... Very aggressive. I'm just a dancer. I will so hard. Let me tell you, you just do it like that, okay? And he like he talks as if you're like some I don't know some lowly person of low intellect, you know? Right, right. So okay, he got me this job once, and I didn't know what it was until I showed up, and it was a, a commercial for Viagra. He said it was health like pills. Now what, what? And I had to wear a mask, which was cool. Cause I ain't gonna show my face on a Viagra commercial. So you did it? Like a, yeah, I did it. It's one of those late night infomercials. What? I had to pl pretend that I was a porn star from Japan. <laughs> this porn you know, star, this Japanese porn star, is really tanned. Hmm. He must go in uh, the sun uh, a lot. Oh no, no, no! Uh, American porn star. So oh. it was, it was three. It was a panel. It was an American porn star, uh, a Japanese porn star, and like uh, a Taiwanese guy, I think. And then we had to talk about our experiences eating this pill. And like my lines were absurd, man. Like I only did it because I was like, this is a great story for later on. Yes, which I'm sharing with you right now. Nice. Because the line was, you know, as a black guy, I have a huge dick, but it can't really get fully hard. But when I take this pill, it's both big and hard. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, anyways, I hope they paid this... you well. Heck no, man! It was like eight thousand NT. Yeah, which is like is not, not even three hundred dollars in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And uh, this guy, he always just had has these shady jobs. You know, he's like, oh, we have a commercial for the Philippines, and uh, 
I, I told him after a certain point, I was like, hey, man, don't contact me for anything under 10,000 NT because it's not worth my time, especially from you. You're, you're just giving me these shady ass jobs. And he's like, oh, like, okay, okay, okay. But then he'll call me anyways. He'll be like, oh, it's a big, oh we, we got a job for you over here. It's for uh, 7,000 NT. I was like, dude, don't call me unless it's 10,000 NT. Yeah. He's like, no, look, 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 okay. You just need it. It's only two hours. It's only two hours and you'll be done, okay? You you not you not understand this like that's easy money just two hours and you'll be done and he just talks down to you constantly like he talks to me like I'm a stupid foreigner like I'm a stupid exchange student that's the, yeah, way, yeah, the yeah, vibe yeah. he gives me yeah. and I I flipped out on him man I was like I was like you fucking stupid like don't call me again <laughs> I fucking hung up on this guy <laughs> so recently as of like a a year ago I heard a story from one of our good friends I won't reveal his name because uh, anonymity and stuff but Does you he have know a big this dick? guy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is another friend of ours. The one and with the small he, uh... one. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I got this gig. And it was like for the Filipino commercial that he mentioned to me, he actually went. He said he shows up and it's in a love motel. And he's like, what on earth? It's a love motel. And then they're like, okay, we want you to drink this vial of God knows what. And, and just talk about how it makes you grow taller. And he's like, yeah, I used to be short, but now after I drink this, I'm really tall. And he said, that. <laughs> the, he said, I'm not drinking that stuff. I don't know what it is. I'm not fucking drinking it. They're like, you have to drink it. He's like, dude, just dump it out, replace it with water. Then I'll drink that. Like, okay, fine. So they did that. And then when they're finished with the shoot, the guy was like, okay, you only work for like an hour. So I'll just pay you like like 3000 NT instead of like the 15,000 he was probably what? He's like what? He didn't He's sign like, a no, contract. Fuck that. I don't I don't think so. He said like, oh, no, man. fuck that. Like you're paying me 15,000 like that's not how it works. I already booked this time. I blocked this time out for you. Right. You know, you don't just say, "Oh, you finished ahead of time cuz you're good, so you have to I pay you less now." Exactly. So, you know, the guy was like, "Oh, I don't have cash on me. You're going to have to wait." He like made him wait for like a couple hours to like get cash and give it to him. Oh, shady guy. Damn. Shady guy. Yeah, those kinds of sh jobs or agents always um, have a negative impact on the uh, industry because there are so many foreigners in Taiwan who are just students who are not really models or even trying exactly. to be professional. I mean, I started as a, I was a student when I started and I wasn't professional at all, but actually my goal was to do this professionally. So I, I wasn't just like a, a guy who, who doesn't give a fuck, who just only cares about the money. But there are so many students here who, who only want the quick uh, pocket money. Well, that... they're just excited to be there, man. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which the is problem fine, is but... They lower yeah. the price for the whole industry because exactly, a lot of agents exactly. just go for that for those guys. Oh, it, it, there's a guy we can pay. We have to pay $1,000. And there's another guy yeah. who's terrible, but we only have to pay him $200. Yeah, we're going to pick the terrible guy because the clients, they're kind of stupid. They don't know who's good or not. And they take a bigger cut. Well, they, they do know. They realize that, oh, this guy's not really professional. And But it doesn't matter because those agents slash agencies, they just want a bigger cut. Yeah. They can take a bigger cut from those those guys because right. they don't even know what the industry standards are. Yeah, yeah. I also had arguments with agents about that. And um, they don't really admit to doing this. They always have some other excuses for why of this course. is okay. And yeah. Any names okay. you want to put on blast? <laughs> nah, nah. I'd rather <laughs> not, you know. <laughs> yeah. I could, but maybe in like a couple of years, maybe. In yeah, maybe years, when I have fuck you money, where I don't settled. need to exactly, about anybody. Exactly. But also, I don't want to get sued yeah. or anything for. Um... Oh yeah, libel. 
yeah, libel, whatever. Um, so you have an agent now. Do they help you shoot? Because I feel like you do so many videos and it takes a lot of work. Do you have a team that works with you or do you do everything on your own? I do most everything on my own. I work with a team for bigger production stuff. You know, if I want to do it big, then I'll get a cinematographer and whatnot. But I, I do all the editing myself and uh, mm. uh, writing scripts myself. Yeah. When you started doing it, did you just want to entertain people or did you have like a monetary uh, goal or intention in there? I, I think my, I followed this creator and his, his bio is, I hate to wait. So I create, and uh -huh. I was like, Oh yeah. Like why? Cause you're just all, most of the time, if you're an actor, you're just sitting around waiting for jobs, going to auditions. And yeah. most of the time, you know, there's a lot of time between jobs. So I said, okay, I may as well make some videos. And I just wanted to make what I thought was funny, honestly. Yeah. And I didn't have a monetary incentive. I didn't know how to even monetize that sort of thing. So, yeah. 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 Um, it's just. I was in the same blanks. boat. Yeah. Because I, I really like acting, but as a white guy in Taiwan, you, you don't get many acting jobs. Or yeah. One every couple limited. of months. Right. So um, that's why I, I started filming YouTube videos uh, with uh, the other guys from the TV show. And I thought it was really fun. They were really popular. But the problem is everybody always had something to do. So it was very hard to get all of them together at the same time. But when we did, I thought it was awesome. It was some of the happiest moments in my life. Just a bunch of guys. It's like having just... your own TV show, right? You're the director, producer. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to... Someone says like, hey, no, 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 don't say that. Say this instead. Right. Like, you know what? You should smile more. Uh, you know what? Sasha, the hairstyle right now, it's not going to get you right. a uh, that's, Sasha, no, have, you look too old with a beard. Shave the beard. I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was really fun. And and sometimes people tell me, hey, I really liked uh, the clips you did a couple, a couple years ago with the other guys. I'm like, yeah, I wish I could do more, but they're all... They have their own lives, you know. I don't get yeah, paid yeah. for them, but yeah. I, I wish I could do like one 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 clip a week or so. But the problem is, then you need to to pay for a team to really do it. You need to pay everybody right. to, to work right. on it. And I was hoping that I could do something. We approached our TV show with uh, with ideas, but they were never interested. Uh, Taiwanese TV shows, they're like they're, they're so stuck on their track. Uh, we're yeah, doing what yeah. we're already doing. We're not going to try new yeah. things this is this is what works i mean that's that's almost that's most places you know like people yeah. are gonna stick with what works they're not gonna take risks like yeah. you gotta take the risk yourself and once yeah. you build up your audience then they come to you yeah so uh most of your jobs now are um tv commercials or what do you do mostly um yeah just regular commercials but recently man like in the past couple weeks a ton of tiktok man tiktok is is, is the, the new wave man like just all these tiktok commercials from around the world oh so they yeah, like EFA, like a product what do you what do you call it in english like a, like an ad basically like a product yeah, yeah like an ad like yeah like a product placement kind of ad wow okay yeah i never i never considered that i was always like tiktok don't you have to dance on that on, on tiktok is no yeah i mean i do skits on there yeah so it's basically like instagram but more popular for younger people, I guess, right? Yeah, and video focused. I mean, I've explained this many times, but it's just much more fair in terms of the way the algorithm works. Everyone has a chance to blow up. I mean, right now, Instagram and Facebook, it's not even 10% of the people who follow you will necessarily see your post right, right. unless it's very popular, right? Yeah. And even if it is super popular, maybe 40% at most, you have to pay 
to win. Yeah. You, you pay and then everyone could see your post, you know, right. whereas TikTok, it's if 10 people see it, high percentage of people interact slash like and comment, then it'll show more and more and more and so on and so forth. So it just builds and nice. it's kind of exponential. So your reach is just crazy. Your your uh, TikTok popularity is already surpassing Instagram. Nah, by far, man. Like my TikToks right now, I'm at like three hundred fifty-five thousand followers. That took me a year. Holy cow! Because yeah, you've been active on Instagram for at least three years. But yeah, yeah. Wow. Do you think I should get on TikTok then? Not for sure, man. Like anybody who's not on TikTok right now, it's it's a waste. It's just, it has the best organic reach of any platform. Hmm. There are some like things you have to be careful about. Like I kept getting banned recently because, um, you know, like if you show, for example, if you show underwear, you know, you have a little underwear sticking out, you're wearing pants, but your underwear sticks out a bit, your video will be taken down. Or if certain words, you cannot write kill, you cannot write cock, penis, vagina, sex, all these words you cannot write. Because I subtitle all my videos, right? So I run into that issue more often uh just a lot of little things like that you can't show like too much violence or mm. blood and all it that is a chinese app right it is yeah yeah that's, I'm, that's I'm, why. A, I'm a little bit worried about that because they might be able to look at all your um other stuff in your phone you know i don't know how nah. you're you're good there's nothing to look at <laughs> I mean, like, like what, what, what do you want there's nothing nothing here for you i mean well, yeah. you're, you're you're using the international version of tiktok mm. so it's like yeah mm. and yeah um, it has a global reach like i'm getting commercials from the u.s hong kong indonesia all right it's just, it's uh, very i guess global. but what can i what can i put up there i mean i don't have that much you film a lot of skits and i don't do yeah. that anymore i mean i would like to but i i only have that um inspiration or the the drive to do it when i do it with friends i don't know right. how you do it yourself i don't you're very self-motivated i guess i'm, I'm only motivated when uh, other people um want to do it with me I, i like that creating together kind of feeling you know so you never masturbate but you have sex with women all the time how do you know that's exactly right yeah. <laughs> i i, I I I actually don't masturbate anymore. Yeah, it's it's the tr- it's the truth. Yeah, it's it sounds ridiculous. I don't watch but... porn, but I still masturbate. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, but you you also uh, other than that, you also do voice acting, right? Or is it just for fun? Yeah, yeah, I do voice acting. Um, the uh, voice and commercials is pretty boring stuff. It's just ah, like, but not cartoons. Gogoro too, you know, like stuff like that. Yeah. I thought you also voice cartoons or stuff like that. No, I wish. Uh, I mean, right now I'm working with a crypto company doing, they have like NFTs and they're making cartoons with that. So I'm, I'm doing voicing for that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I've never done like a, a proper cartoon or anything. I would love to. That's one of my, I yeah. love that stuff. You have this video where you do, do the laughs of all these uh, one, is it one Piece characters or other characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think it's really, really good. I'm like, wow. Uh, he, he knows how to <laughs> laugh like a million different ways and you sound like yeah. a villain or like a funny guy. It's, it's great. Um, did you kind of practice for that or is it just does it come naturally to you? Um, that's, that's practice from when I was little, man. Like whenever I'm alone at home or whatever, I'm screaming or doing voices and just doing accents. And so, yeah, I remember my parents, they would always be like, shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm like going crazy. 
but I look back and I'm like, that is all practice because it's really just control of your voice. That's what yeah. it is. Mm. Um, do you kind of uh, practice any other skills in order to be more of a well-rounded entertainer? Um, maybe like dancing, singing, stuff like that. I guess I sing for fun, but I don't. I haven't like purposefully practiced dancing in a while. Mm. I, I I was part of a hip hop crew in the U.S. Like I, that's what I did after rugby. I quit rugby and I was like, what what do I do? Let me join this hip hop crew where there's two guys and 20 girls. Okay, <laughs> that's hmm. so. Do you still rap? Rap? Did yeah. I rap? Or what do you mean? You no, sang no. for the hip hop crew, or what do you mean? Oh no no no! I, I it's a dance hip hop uh, dance crew. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Breakdance and stuff. Yeah, breakdance. Yeah. Are, are you still do that? No, not really. I dance in parties. That's about it. Yeah. I don't like purposefully. Yeah. Does that does that come naturally to you? Dancing? Yeah. yeah I've, I've liked it ever since I was little. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. But I'm I'm a good freestyler, but I'm terrible at choreographed dancing. Ah, I see. Yeah. It's hard, man. You know, they, they, they're like, okay, like hit like this one, two and three and four. And then they've got it after like two goes, you know? And meanwhile, I got to practice all night. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm terrible at both, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've, I've been on, on uh, dancing with the stars in Taiwan and, uh, yeah. oh God, it's, oh, I feel so awkward doing did it. Did you because... enjoy it though? Or <sighs> Not really, because I know I'm so terrible. So when I'm really, really bad at something, it's hard for me to enjoy it. I only enjoy right. things I'm good at. Uh -huh. And um, I just, the thing that frustrates me is sometimes, like in, initially I really suck and then I improve and I'm like, oh, I'm actually getting good. And then I see my performance. I'm like, damn, you're still, you're still terrible. Yeah, right, like, even right. though but I feel like I'm better. Yeah, but I, even though I, I, I put a lot of effort in it, but it looks like I didn't even practice very hard. And that is frustrating oh, to me. That yeah, makes me yeah, feel like, oh, God, you should. Yeah, I, I should really work on my flexibility first. Uh, do some. Oh, like, for sure. Because I, I work out so much uh, just on muscle size or like. I mean, do you do like full range of motion when you look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've been okay. putting more focus on it now. I, some exercise, I do full range of motion. Some I don't. Or I did, used not to. And uh, now over the last few weeks, I've been really changing my workout routine completely. And I can't wait for the gyms to open back up because, yeah, I, I really realized... Your gym realized, hasn't opened? Nah. Uh, they're reconstructing it. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for, for many years, I just did the very standard stuff that all... Bodybuilding. Yeah. And yeah. I then recently I realized my body is has kind of aches and pains or like stiffness where it should i'm only 36 but sometimes i feel like i'm 50 or 60 just because yeah, yeah. it's it's you're just it's, building it's, a, a look but you're not really healthy and it's um, also the the modern lifestyle man like a lot of it's just from sitting like exactly i don't know if you yeah. find out like yes. if you sit a lot man you feel messed up when you're being yeah. on my phone all the time you know yeah yeah so i have shoulder pain from maybe bench pressing the wrong way or um for sure because yeah. maybe my chest gets really strong but there's some kind of balancing muscle that is neglected and then you make one room move in that direction and you're like fuck you're fucked up for and a it's few like, months 
there's one thing that I've realized recently is uh, there's this guy called Knees Over Toes guy. Who's yes. Really yeah, I, I, yeah, I get everybody on his stuff. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like uh, my knees have gotten way better since I've started. It. Yeah, like, I really need his stuff, not necessarily for my knees. My knees are pretty healthy, but I have so okay. many hip and uh, ankle problems. My an ankle flexibility is just horrible. And also my knee, my, my hips. Man. Like sometimes when I do workouts, I get hip cramps and I was always wondering why. And it's definitely because my hip flexors are too tight. Yes. So really need to stretch get them out a, a lot more. You, so, so one thing about the hip flexor is you, it's harder to stretch, like to release the tension there. Stretching won't do it. Like you really have to have something pressed. Like, do you know what a so right is? No. It's, uh, let me grab it for you. It's like a, a, a plastic bladed tool oh wow that looks so painful you put it you put it on your like hip flexor yeah and then it just and you you lay on it yeah and and then it just releases the tension dude it helps so much man huh but yeah i highly recommend it. when you lie on it isn't your hip kind of your body's bent right so shouldn't it be bent the other way no 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 because no, you're pressing on it to release the tension in there like uh -huh. you're, you're pressing on it oh, okay and 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 loosening it yeah yeah, yeah. and and then you uh, you probably also do a lot of foam rolling and stuff like that right yeah yeah, yeah i that think that's so necessary i just or feel this, like this thing as a kid i think my flexibility was really good and over the years i just yeah wow yeah over the years i just lost my flexibility and just now when i play basketball i really miss it but Every time I play basketball now, I get some kind of small injury just because my flexibility yeah. is just fucking horrible. I also noticed yeah. that in the NBA, uh, there are so many more injuries now with athletes because they're getting better at training their muscles to become really strong. People are more athletic generally, but athletic only in a powerful way, but not in a flexible way. So there's so many yeah. more injuries nowadays with NBA players. And I think a big reason is just they jump so high, they run so fast, but they're their tendons aren't really as strong. Yeah, like we don't put F, we don't put enough focus on training the ligaments and tendons. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the focus of knees over toes, guys. He does everything to extreme range of motion, but with light weights, right? Yeah. Like we were taught when we started bodybuilding, like, hey, you don't go past here because that's how you hurt yourself. Well, that right. is if you're trying to do like a regular weight, but if you do light and build it up, you'll be even stronger. Yes, exactly. So that's what I've been fo focusing on, just... Um, yeah, uh, for for years I was like, I want bigger muscles, but now I'm like, nah. What what do big muscles do if you can't use them properly? It's kind of stupid, right? <laughs> just vanity. Right. Um, but uh, apart from working out, also uh, what I want to talk to you about is diet, the keto diet, because you're one of the oh. few people that yeah. uh, have been doing keto or low carb for for a while. Yeah, and yeah. I was really surprised because everybody hears me talk about it and think oh, he's kind of extreme and then i, I meet you something yeah i meet you and <laughs> you're really into it and i don't really have to persuade you that it's good you already know it right so i want yeah. to know how you got into that i think i just it was just listening to a lot of podcasts on the ketogenic diet and, and fasting and the benefits of all that and per, i you know i tried it and i felt really good on it you know because i think the the crash from the insulin spike after you eat a carb heavy meal, it's just really damaging to your 
daily schedule, you know, yeah. especially if I'm trying to do things or I have to have mental focus, mental clarity. I don't like how a heavily carbed meal will just make me sleepy, you know, and then, and then you got to drink coffee, but if you drink coffee, you can't sleep at night. It affects your sleep. Mm. And so I was like, I, I found the ketogenic diet and that's mainly the reason why I do it. Cause you know, I have really low body fat. So people are saying, Oh, why would you do that? That's for losing weight. No, it's for, it's for overall health, energy levels. Yeah. yeah. Overall health. Yeah. So, uh, how old were you when you started? My gosh, not, not that long ago, maybe like a year ago. Oh, year same, half, same as me almost. then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I started pretty much a year ago. I started. Yeah. Uh, first I did keto. Um, with a lot of veggies and nuts and stuff, but then I went to mm-hmm. almost carnivore. Now, most of my meals are meat, cheese, eggs, and of course, I have some veggies here and there, but not that much compared to a year ago. Uh, did, how, why did you feel those those sugar crashes or like carb crashes? I never really paid attention to that. I had a lot of other ailments that I needed to fix, but I couldn't fix without doing keto, but I don't feel like a lot of people are even aware that they have these carb crashes. I think it's just what everybody perceives as normal. Wasn't that normal for you? I think it was once I I realized it, you know, because I think you you hear about it and you're like, oh, right. Because I I don't think I ever really connected that to what I was eating so much. I would just think, oh, I feel kind of tired. Let me like rest for a bit or something. And then after listening to a bunch of podcasts and understanding what it was, then I could see like, hey, I noticed my energy levels are significantly lower after eating that meal of burgers and fries and milkshake. You know, I don't feel good after eating that. And so I was like, I I wanted to change that and improve upon it. And so Uh I tried it. I actually only ever tried a full on keto diet for about two weeks. But after two weeks, I, I don't think it's necessarily for me. I just, I I still need a little bit more carbs Mm -hmm. since I, I am, I think naturally skinny. And yeah. so do you feel and if I want to do yeah do you feel less explosive working out if you don't have carbs uh, or what what do the carbs yeah do less less power less yeah. power for sure yeah what was your um, diet like before you did uh, low carb it's pretty regular I, I had a lot of vegetables in my diet and I, I stayed away from processed foods you know um, oh so my weakness still was, pretty healthy compared to still pretty healthy yeah, yeah still pretty healthy but i think it's only because i was eating pretty healthy that i would notice that when i did eat unhealthy yeah that i would feel terrible because if you have no reference point to compare right. to people don't know what you're talking about yes. like what are you talking about what, what carb crash i'm like dude you notice how you you're sluggish after you eat that meal? right yeah. they don't notice it you know yeah i i really noticed that uh, after i changed my diet to mostly carnivore my body reacts a lot more strongly to all the bad foods than it did before exactly because when you're always kind of feel like shit like i had allergies for years really bad mm-hmm. skin allergies sneezing <laughs> irritated eyes and stuff for for decades really not just years decades and I just always thought it's just genetic. People say, oh, it's yeah, genetic. Right. It's stupid. Oh, pollen or something. Right. Uh, yeah. But when you change your diet, you don't react as strongly to any other allergen that uh, um, influences you. Like I, I might have been allergic to pollen or whatever, but when you fix your diet, your body can um, can deal with these things better. Um and yeah, you, my reactions to any kind of allergen wouldn't be as strong. But then when I changed my diet to something dirty again for a couple of days, I would react super strongly or that I would wow. feel that, feel that, um, 
that difference very quickly. For example, like my skin right now is pretty good. But if let's say I eat um, gluten or wheat for a couple of days, I would break out. I get pimples in my back or my neck or, uh, and, and then because now it's good, you immediately see the impact of the food. But if right. you're on a bad diet, you eat this and this, and you don't really see a difference because you're always kind of mediocre or shitty. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I would, I would like to pe people to try a different healthy, uh, clean diet and see what the difference is because a lot of people think, yeah, that's just you. You have all these issues, but I feel like the right. more people I talk to, everybody has some type of health issues. It might not be yeah. skin. It might be like mental. It might be some people feel very depressed a lot for no mm -hmm. reason. And people yeah. don't connect depression to diet, but it's all linked oh, yeah. together. Yeah. 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 So do you it's do like anything a... to promote it? Promote what? Uh, yeah, like a healthy diet. Is it something you want to do or is it just for yourself, basically? It's just for myself, really. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I talk about it occasionally in my Instagram stories, but it's not a focus. Like I'm focused on comedy. Um, people yeah. know I live a healthy lifestyle, but I mean, maybe eventually if I do more of a vlog type deal, then I'll talk about it more. But mm. I think for now, I'm just focused on comedy. Mm. So, but you, you, you've tried keto for two weeks and you, uh, you felt low on energy or was no it was just harder it's it's really hard to do man full-on keto in uh, taiwan in yeah taiwan. you basically have to cook was, all your meals yeah i was eating a ton of avocado and just just fats uh, uh the like fat bombs I was making a lot of those keto fat yeah, bombs. yeah um i just felt like it wasn't super sustainable you know to like completely cut off all carbs you know sometimes you're at a shoot for example yeah and they only give you a bento box what are you going to do so I, you know, I try to only mm. eat like a third of the rice and then eat the rest of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, if I if I'm only uh, on a day shoot in Taipei and not don't have to spend a whole week somewhere outside, mm -hmm. um, I just don't eat for that day. Uh, okay, you just yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, I just fast because um, I do intermittent fasting anyway. I've been doing it for mm -hmm. I think almost three years now. Yeah. And um, yeah, when you do intermittent fasting, like 16 hours of not no, no eating, you're just you can easily go a whole day without eating. It doesn't really yeah, bother easily. me too much. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's really helped me too, because I was, when I was in university, I tried to eat every three hours because back then when you, bodybuilding. Yeah. yeah stupid. Yeah. You just believe well, you gotta, what you all gotta the body. You got to, you got <laughs> yeah, to keep, keep the, the, the fire uh, burning, uh, keep the, the metabolism uh, fast. The anabolic state of the muscle building, whatever is, it's just stupid. Yeah, all the, yeah. all the bullshit that the bodybuilding magazines preach. It's, it's just all yeah. leads yeah. to more, more inflammation. My allergies were so bad and I, I ate way too many nuts and uh, ate so many, so much oatmeal and constantly uh -huh. eating carbs and carbs and carbs. No, uh, so many processed foods because back in the day that people just didn't really stress that it's just all about macros as long as your macros are right you're you're you're, you're going to be okay but no it's all yeah yeah and small meals spread out a lot of small yeah. meals like that's right. terrible for you terrible i have two meals like, a day now our, yeah 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 same i do two to three at yeah. most yeah i mean in nature we grew up as hunter gatherers like we, we evolved as as people like uh, yeah yeah. So they don't have a supermarket where they can get food every day. They don't hour. Just eat. Yeah, every they don't have a refrigerator. They have to hunt, and then they might go a day uh -huh. or two without food if they cannot catch much, right? So yeah. that's really what we're evolved uh, with, and um, yeah. So, but you, I you still in high have... school, huh? I remember in high school, I would eat 
breakfast at 7, 7 a.m. I get to school. There's a snack break at 9.30. I'd have another meal. And then lunch at 12. And then 3 p.m. after school, I'd eat again. And then I'd go home and I'd have another snack and then dinner. I'd have like six meals. And it's just absurd. And I remember at that time, I would always have acid reflux. I was mm. eating, you know, I'd pump like a protein shake right before going to bed. And I wake up like feeling nauseous all the time. Yeah. And it's because I was never letting my stomach rest. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't eat much in school. Um, I had breakfast, but then my first meal after that would be when I come home, like at 2 p.m. or so. That was usually my, but the problem is that the, the meals I had were not nutritious and they were very bad for me right. because I'm allergic to wheat, but I would have uh -huh. pizza or pasta every day. Oh my God. And then I always had asthma or um, uh, allergies or irritated yeah. eyes or uh, pimples and stuff. And I was, right. I was like, why, why, why me? Why me? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. I, I wish I had somebody back then telling me, hey, you have to change your diet. I, yeah. But do you think know. you would have changed back then if, if someone just told you? Because it's very yeah. different discovering it yourself. And you know, if, if they had proof that it's good, I would have tried something because I've tried a lot of things. Right. I've tried ointments. Right. I've tried switching from milk to uh, um, soy milk because I thought maybe it's mm -hmm. milk that's making me have pimples. Yeah. yeah. But uh, soy milk, uh, for years, I didn't drink milk. I only drank soy milk like once or twice a day. And I thought it was healthy. But then I realized, no, it's not doing anything for me. It's, it's all, all bullshit. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would like to spend more time or more effort promoting this in Taiwan because a lot of people here have chronic diseases, but they don't know what it is. You just think, I mean, it's probably also yeah. stress because people are overworked. And, uh, but yeah, I just feel like there has to be more opportunities in Taiwan for pe people to eat healthy right? or they have to be aware what right. healthy eating is. And people just don't yeah, know. Yeah. They think a healthy diet is just, uh, uh yo, less oil and yeah like yeah yeah boiled everything yeah and, and just right. grains they they always think grains are good but grains aren't really that yeah. good for you so yeah 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 okay yeah um oh your father does keto or your father does a low no 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 he he <laughs> he's still part of that bodybuilding mentality he oh, teaches yeah. a lot he eats like every two three hours yeah but he eats like he eats uh vegan for most of most of the week and he has about two meals of meat a week uh-huh yeah. he doesn't eat processed foods uh, juices a ton he juices yeah. like kilograms of carrots yeah. every day and, and different other he, things he works Meats. out a lot right yeah yeah he, he still looks really young well, how old is he yeah 60 now yeah 60 crazy now. man black don't crack but i mean he looks amazing yeah. like not just his face also his body he looks like 40 or something Yeah, it's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. I My hope inspiration. A goal of mine is like the older I get, not necessarily I cannot get healthier as I get older. Uh, there's a limit, but I want to be in better shape now than I was at 30 or, or so. You know, I I want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to stay young as long as possible. I want to stay stay healthy. Your yeah. health span. You want to increase your health span. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Um. Really enjoyed uh, this podcast. Uh, I like your story. And um, oh, cheers, man. Are, are you still on TV shows at the moment, or no? not really? Yeah, I, I just don't find the value in them. Mm. Uh, you don't the, have the to. Pay right? is low. Yeah. It's a waste of time. They're like, oh, it's for exposure. I, was like, I get more exposure from TikTok. Right. Yeah. You're. I, I think I have that. to get on yeah. that on, on, on that uh, board on that train. I need to get on TikTok sure. apparently. 
because I also want to promote my podcast a bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, you can it- put your podcast clips on TikTok. Yeah, because I I feel like I I posted on on YouTube or Facebook and Instagram, but not a lot of people even see it. And I'm like, why is nobody seeing my videos? Uh, I think they're entertaining, but apparently it's not promoted by the algorithm. So yeah, I'll have to look into TikTok. Thanks for bringing that up. I mean, it's also just, uh, it takes longer to build things like podcasts. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Because it's I mean, just long form. Like- yeah, but it's, it's just the, the the clips itself, just the, the trailers, mm. you know. I, usually when I post a picture on Instagram, it might be like, might be liked by, let's say, two, three thousand people. But right. then when it's a video of my podcast, only uh, maybe a thousand people see it. And I'm like, how is that possible? Right, so right. few people even see it. That doesn't make sense. You, you need to put um, something in the beginning, like, for example, like a, like a big, dick pic? big tits jiggling. Yeah, big yeah. Tits jiggling yeah. <laughs> I hate those clickbaity things. Oh, God. Every <laughs> time I see them on my Instagram, though, I just like, no, no more of that content. When they, when they fool yes, you, yes, yes. fuck that. All right. It's less common though now, right? Like I, I, I don't see that stuff as much. It's probably like, they, it's like they tit. It's like tits and shit, and then it's not, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring it back, bro. You can bring it back. Nah, my tits. The... Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, milk. All right. Um. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's it for today. Thanks All right. for, How do for you coming end on the show. Usually. I don't know, kind of like this. I, I'm not really good at ending stuff. You know what you should do? You should take off your shirt and just start screaming. <laughs> and then right. and then I'll, I'll be like, oh my God. Uh, that's that's be... exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I have to unbutton my shirt. And I'll, I'll be mid-sentence. I'll be saying something like normal. I'll be like, so actually the, the stock market's been going up. Okay. And uh, I, so actually the stock market's been going up. I feel like, oh, what? wrong with you man what the hell okay this is it did i scare him away oh my god he's gone holy cow he left all right see everybody bye bye